0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman. I wanted to get on really quick because I'm seeing an overall pattern. And the pattern seems to be those who are trying to witness to others, or trying to teach them, or trying to fellowship with them, and they're not feeling like they're being included, or they're feeling like no matter what they do, that person's not listening. And, you know, Guys, there's only so much that we can do, all right? As followers of the Lord Jesus, there's only so much we can do. We cannot continually chase the wind with people who do not want to listen or do what they're supposed to do. You know, when I do a teaching, if I talk about integrity or I talk about doing the right thing and nobody wants to do the right thing, if they don't want to support what we do, if they don't want to be fellowshipping with us. Well, then that's on them. They're going to be responsible to the Lord for hearing the message and not putting it into action because it is a sin to know what you ought to do when you've been told and then not do it. And that's in the word. You can look it up. I'm not going to quote it because I don't have the verse right in front of me. Then there are a lot of gotcha moments going on like, well, where does the Bible say that? It's like, we'll read your Bible and you'll know where it is if you're one of the scoffers out there, okay? Okay. I think the word is very clear as to what happens to the mockers and the scoffers. But no, this advice I'm giving today is for those who feel like they're up against the wall, like nothing they do is good enough. And that's not true. That person, whether you know it or not, is hearing that word. And they know if it's in the word, if it's in the New Testament taught by Paul, especially they should be putting it into practice. So they are responsible to the Lord if they do not do what they're supposed to do when you tell them. You cannot chase people. We are going into a time, and this is a pattern I'm noticing, and this is why I wanted to get on, because I I was sitting here thinking on this and reflecting on it. We're going into a time now where the storm clouds are building on the horizon. They're literally, it's, it's like literally right here. The storm is like almost right over us. And yet, Even as it's obvious there are so many still not getting it or processing it, no matter how much you tell them, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot continue to chase the same people. If there are people in your life and you have told them, witnessed to them several times, let them go. I'm serious. Let them go. You cannot, you're wasting time. If you continue to pursue the same individuals over and over and over again, you do that to a degree. There's ways you can teach by example, but you don't want it to be where you're constantly getting upset about it. Because if you do, that's going to keep you from reaching others because then you'll be wasting time on one single or two single people rather than reaching others that need to be reached. I'm sorry to say, but that's just the way it is. I mean, let's look at the example of Jesus. You know, when he was, when he had his followers, do you think that when the Pharisees and the Sadducees came up and were trying to get him with their gotcha moments with the law and all that, do you think that he chased them down? No. He told them what they needed to hear. He spoke the truth of God. And he moved on. And he would pray. And that's really all you can do. You know, if you care about someone, all you can do is just you tell them and pray pray for them. And if they're going to mock you, if they're going to just not listen, if they don't want to fellowship with you, if they don't know how to treat other people kind, if they act indifferent or they act incompetent, because I'm sorry, but I'm just going to come right out and say it: there's a lot of stupidity in the world right now. And I'm seeing it. I see it among Christians. I see it in the secular. I see people not wanting to take responsibility. It's like I said two months ago when I did a podcast. It's this whole, well, somebody else can do it mentality. It's the apathy. And let me tell you, it stinks to high heaven. And don't think that the Lord doesn't see it. Because he does. And you know who you are if you're doing that. I mean, I can engage it with my own ministry, guys. I mean, when I do multiple teachings in a row... And hardly anybody ever reaches out or only a few people support the work I do. And I've said this before. Do you think that I'm going to constantly get on and keep preaching the same thing time and time and time again? There comes a moment you are responsible. If you've been told and you do not put it into action, that does not fall on me to continue to chase. And it's the same with anybody else. It's the same with any of you. If you're trying to reach, if you know that you're trying to do the right thing, And you're trying to reach out to somebody and they do not want help. Or they only want to hear good things and they don't want to hear about the judgments coming. Well, then, you know, they're going to find out the hard way. You can't sit. You can't keep pursuing individuals. Now, I'm in a different position, obviously. I'm going to keep doing my teachings. That's my job. That's what the Lord has me do. But as far as you guys out there as individuals, you know. Followers of Jesus, you cannot get hung up on one person, because a lot of times, many people, I'm sorry to say, it's just reality, they're apathetic. And in this day and age, I don't know if it's people who took the clot shot, I don't know if it's people who, but there is a lot of irresponsibility and incompetence, people just not following through on things, or sitting around thinking about it, or they see somebody in need, and they turn around and say, well, I'll pray for you, but they have the means to help, but they don't do a damn thing about it. And forgive my language, guys, but that's the reality of the situation. I mean, let's call the kettle black if that's what it is. You know, we need to come down to reality as Christians. There's a lot of this, well, I'm going to be loving you in the Lord, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to... It's like, okay, well, that's all talk. Put it into action. And, you know, I hope people who listen to what I teach actually turn around and put it into action. Because I don't see a whole lot of that. I see a lot of hypocrisy. Do you think that the Lord appreciates that? When he sees somebody who's able to do something or mentor to somebody or help them in some way, and then it's like, well, somebody else will be along shortly to do it. I mean, forgive the effects, but if it sounds tired and pathetic, well, it's because after a while, it is, you know, people need to put their faith into action. I mean, that would be like if I were walking with a friend of mine who has a condition and he fell down and I just left him there and said, well, somebody else will be along. No, I would help that person up. I wouldn't give them the opportunity to look at me like, oh, I don't think Ray's a really good friend. But you know, I'm telling you, you wonder why it's taken so long to put something out, guys. I'll be honest with you. It's because I've been sitting here for... A number of weeks now thinking, well, what am I supposed to say to reach people? Because it seems like I'm putting things out. Is it reaching them? And I've really had to wait on the Lord for direction. I I've been drawing near to him. I've been trying to do things behind the scenes to help others. You know, you have to apply yourself where it matters. When you look at Luke 9, you know, Jesus sent out his twelve apostles. Verse 4, when, whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that area. And a house could be a church. You know, if you go into a church and you're trying to apply the ways of Jesus toward the congregation, if you're trying to help your brethren and you're not getting anywhere and it's superficial, like, let's just pray, and but we won't do anything. Yeah, Sister Susan, she needs some clothing and she needs some food, but you know, oh, the economy is just hard right now and we can't do that. That's the kind of nonsense I'm talking about. Who wants to fellowship with hypocrisy? Moving on to verse 5. If anyone does not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that town as a testimony against them. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now with what I'm talking about. I received a text this morning from a sister back east. And um, you know she was concerned about some things. And I've heard this lately from a few people. And I'm like, you know, it, it gets to the point. You, you can only do so much. If people don't get it, they don't get it. If they don't apply what they hear in the Old Testament, there's people dismissing the Old Testament. There's people who say, oh, that doesn't apply because Jesus says, well, Jesus referred to the scripture all the time. He said, as the scriptures say, why do you think he would say that if it doesn't apply? All of the scripture is applicable. You can't do Psalms, but say you believe in Corinthians, and you can't believe Corinthians and then support gay marriage. Because the word is clear homosexuals do not enter the kingdom of heaven. That's just one example. But this is the kind of nonsense that's going around in the church. And this is the problem. But people want exceptions for everything, they want exceptions. And we cannot waver. We're told not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And you could say, well, they're not unbelievers because they're in the church. They believe in Jesus. They're acting like unbelievers because they're not taking the word seriously. Neither are they applying it. They come and listen. They nod their head. They say amen. And they leave and go do whatever they want. Okay, then. So they've made their choice. They're not really following Christ. They're not really following Jesus. They're doing whatever they want to do, whether to make themselves look good or who knows. But guys. It is about each and every one of us we need to remain on track in what we're supposed to be doing. We're each accountable to Jesus. We don't get the finger point on Judgment day when we stand before the Lord and say, well well um um mary did this, and uh, uh, uh J- David did this, and we, you know the Lord's going to say, okay, but what about you what How does that apply to you? yeah, but the, 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 it, God is above our ways, all right? None of those excuses are going to matter at that time. And we need to keep that in the back of our minds because we are going to be tested on this going forward, especially as times get worse. Are we going to endure for the Lord? Are we going to continue to do as he said, to be merciful to others, to be kind to them, to share in our burdens, to help them, Or are we going to be apathetic and not care? Everyone's responsible. And if you're dealing with someone or a group of people who don't care, shake the dust from your boots, remove the blessing and walk. Stop wasting time. There are too many people out there who need help right now. There are too many people. Or go back to the drawing board and pray on it and say, Lord, how can I best reach people? Because it seems what I'm doing is not working. He will help you if you seek the wisdom for it. But it's foolish to continue to do the same thing over and over again with the same person and expect different results. That's what I'm saying. It gets to a point you have to withdraw. People can agree, disagree with that. You can't just keep chasing the wind. And I think, I'm not sure where the verse is, I believe it's in Ecclesiastes. It's foolish. Yeah, it's in Ecclesiastes 1.14. I observed everything going on under the sun, and really, it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. It's meaningless. And, you know, even going a step further, let's look at verse 15. That's a good one. Still in Ecclesiastes 1. What is wrong cannot be made right. What is missing cannot be recovered. You know, and this is the thing. With the wisdom comes the sorrow. That's what this falls under. You can't expect to change people yourself. They are going to have to choose what they do. They are going to have to choose to serve the Lord. They are going to have to choose to do the right thing. You cannot do that for them, okay? All we can do is witness the truth and pray that they receive it. You know, there's there's just a lot of people who believe like I can change this person. I can change this person. Well, if you keep chasing one person or two people and they choose to continue to live in very worldly ways, guess what? you're going to be very disappointed and discouraged when they don't change or you don't see it. You have to have faith and just move on. Like, okay, well, but keep praying for that person. You know, God has a plan. He has a plan for everyone. He has everybody where he wants them to be. For one reason or another, you just got to continue to do what you know is right in your heart. You know, there's only so much... You, you can't be a welcome mat for the mockers, the scoffers, the abusers. It, just move on. Because we'd never, if you think about it, we would never get the Lord's work done if we continued to dwell on the same things over and over and over and over and over again. All right? We don't have time for that. There was a time where, you know, we could do the delicate dance and like, well, let's just all have sit around and have donuts and coffee and, and, you know, everything will be fine. And it's like, no, things are not going to be fine. Judgment is coming and it's going to come to those who are disobedient. And we as Christians, I, I've, I've talked about this now many times, we're going to be tested. If you heard this message today, you will be tested. And again, if you lovingly are trying to reach someone and they do not receive your words, don't waste your time. Don't continue to waste your time. Build your walk with the Lord. Build your walk even more in faith so that you can be a witness to others and be an example of your faith. So brothers and sisters, that's all I have for you right now. I just wanted to get on. I hope I didn't, you know, make that too complicated, but... These are just some honest observations I've been making. It's like, this, you know, it, it's getting to the point it's asinine. It's like, come on now. It's not that hard to figure out how to do the right thing. It's, it, 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 we know morals. We know what's right. We know how we would want to be treated. I mean, these are basic fundamentals of the word. Treat people how you would want to be treated. Well, if you're going to ignore someone all the time, what do you expect to get in return? If you're supposedly a friend... And you don't take that person's calls or you never check in and say, "Hey, how you doing?" Do you think that person's going to keep talking to you? No. Nobody in their right mind anyway. It's one thing to forgive, but continuing to put up with it over and over and over and over again, what good does that do? You know, if you have a friend that's doing that to you or <laughs> ask the Lord to surround you with people who he would have to, you have in your life, you know? You don't need to you know, you don't have to continuously put up with that. Sometimes it's better off going it alone. Might make a big difference in what's going forward. You never know. Because some of you may be in unsavory, unsafe situations. This word is for everybody, but it's for nobody specific. It's just something I've noticed. and These things had to be said. It's like, am I on planet Earth? I feel like I'm on planet Pop-Tart half the time. I mean, I feel like we're in the Twilight Zone. There is common sense. There's faith, but there's common sense too, folks. I mean, that's all I'm trying to say here. And I'm I'm working, like I said, on two other projects at the moment, but this had to be said in the meantime. So take it to prayer. You know, if you're unsure what to do in any given situation or if you're not sure who you're surrounded with and how to best contend with it, you know, ask the Lord to lead you. But get to, know your, get to know your Bible, you know, so you know what you're supposed to do. But we don't, it, it's, it's my take, we don't have time to keep chasing people who don't want to be taught. You know, I go through this with my own brother. He doesn't want to hear it. He laughs. We tell him about the times. He laughs. He thinks it's party time. He wants to go hang out with his friends. I'm like, those people really are not your friends, okay? When things get bad, they are going to turn on you in a heartbeat doesn't listen. I can only pray on it. I can't chase him constantly and say, you better do this or else. You better do this or else. Look, the word is clear. And I have witnessed to him before. And it's like, well, I'm not going to keep doing it. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like, if people aren't going to listen to you, if they're not going to fellowship with you, shake the dust off your boots, remove the blessing. It's quite simple. Guys, time is running out. Time is just... We don't have time for games with people, all right? We don't. We have to work while it's still light. We can't lose our salt. If we keep chasing those who don't care, the unbelieving, we're going to lose our salt. And that's not helpful to us in our walk. Speak the truth. If it's not received, that's it. Move on. Anywho, I'll catch up with you guys soon. Jesus bless. Have a great weekend, guys.